Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with Talk Sport. Thank you for joining us. Coming up on today's show, we'll be reviewing all the latest action from the WWE, a few UK independent shows as well, and beginning our look forward to NXT and the UK tournament at Download. It's only just over a week away now. Cannot wait for that. And we're joined by what culture Simon Miller. If you've not seen, he is now a professional wrestler. He had a second match in Defiant this past week. We're going to talk about his journey over the last two years from complete amateur to professional wrestler. And maybe you'll get some inspiration from that as well. This is the Pro Wrestling Show. All right, welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show. Will Gavin. John Jackson, you missed out on something. We're also going to talk about the hottest new rap song on the planet that uh, debuted this week. <laughs> yeah, we are. Should we just kick uh, yeah. off talking about that? Right. Because uh, there was this uh, story. I mean, Enzo Moro had taken to Instagram and encouraged all of his fans to meet up with him at Times Square yeah. on Memorial Day as if it wasn't going to already. <laughs> like, I almost feel like he did that already just to save face because he knew Times Square on Memorial Day would already be pretty packed. I mean, so. Times Square is always busy it's like if we said hey uh, meet us at the uh, mcdonald's in ballam at 3 p.m 3 a.m you're not gonna get well, yeah, 3 a.m you get more people at 3 a.m probably in ballam uh yeah he, he was kind of hedging his bets for that really wasn't he and he's sort of teasing all these things you know the truth will come out and he's got all these new designs with real one and all that business and i i certainly didn't foresee him dropping what he would probably describe as the hottest rap song the hottest diss track i mean it must be quite annoying for him if you if you're into music you'll know that he probably thought he was dropping the hottest diss track in the world uh this week and then obviously the whole drake thing happened and it totally got overshadowed so all that work and effort he's put into it and suddenly gets overshadowed by someone who is actually a musician let's uh let's hear from enzo more and his what's the track called uh it's called uh oh phoenix which i believe is where the accusational uh, the thing that was since proven to be un guilty thing happened. From the ashes like a phoenix, middle finger to the sky, gripping my consensual penis, lying ass hoe out in Phoenix. When I say this shit, I mean it. Fuck you, Marks, I hate it. This for all my fans are waiting. Entertainment's hottest free agent. Bitch, I'm reincarnated. Gucci, witchy, dirty, dirty, wow, that is something. Yeah, there's two lines in this that, that stand out to me. And ob- the, the most obvious one, I quite like the fact he said, I ain't no Bill Cosby, and then a, an expletive. Um, you know, that that's getting into actual rap writing. 
the fact he's tried to crowbar in my consensual penis on several occasions. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I, mean, I, I think it's quite funny, but... There's part of me that shouldn't be laughing about this because this yeah. is it's sexual assault, after all. But uh, honestly, absolutely horrendous <laughs> how bad this is. And there was a, there's a the kind of brief moment at the beginning where I was kind of a bit like, hold on. This could be quite good. Tenzo can spit bars. Like, even if the track itself is bad, he actually isn't a terrible rapper initially. And then he starts grunting. Like, he's not even, he can't even get his words out, which is mad. Because on the mic in, in WWE, he was quite good. No matter, you know, if character aside or whatever you thought of him, he could actually do the mic quite good. And he on this song, he cannot do the mic so good. Um, and the video, if you've not seen the video, you, you'll find it. Um, he buries a coffin, which... I think he's trying to symbolise burying, you know, Enzo Amore and, and burying the rumours and everything. But he's almost just burying himself um, and his career. <laughs> I, I, you know, Bury me to, softly, Enzo. Yeah, I'd love to see how many people are actually buying his merchandise or paying to download that song, if, if you can even pay to download that song. Um, I just, yeah. Would love to know what you think of it at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter. Um, someone will like it, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, we we're not blown away by it, are we? Just a reminder that uh, from at Pro Wrestle Show as well. If you're listening to this on the day we record it, if it's still the 31st of March, you have until midnight tonight to enter our Bret Hart competition with Kayfabe Events next week, the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th of June. He is going to be in Brighton, Cardiff. Oldham and London doing these big talking events, big meet and greets both before and after the show. If you have a VIP ticket, the tickets you would win with us are VIP tickets. We have two pairs to give away for every show. You win front row seats, wraparound glasses, a chance to meet the great man. And (laughs) as we were recording the interview (laughs) with Simon Miller earlier, my front door were knocked on, as you'll hear later on. I hope it it came across, yeah. uh, Yeah, I really hope you heard that. And it was... I already have, as you will, as John will notice, lying around somewhere. I think it's under the table. I already have Bret Hart's book in paperback form, <laughs> and I dug it out. You've got full hard. Basically, I dug it out to reread it before we interview him next week. But I was like, I can't get him to sign a crappy paperback, so I have gone and bought the hardback version. So actually, do you know what? I'm also going to give away my paperback copy of the book wow. to somebody as well. I was going to say, in the terms of conditions on the on the thing, it says here, Brett will not sign paperback books. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It makes He's a classy man. Sense. So if, if you're listening to this and you've already haven't, you've either already entered the competition mm-hmm. or you haven't into the competition yet what you have to do is you have to retweet the tweet that's currently pinned to at Pro Wrestle Show you have to follow us on there and follow Kayfabe Events at Kayfabe Events and then you have to reply saying what city you want to go and meet Bret Hart in if you've already done this reply to your reply of the city (laughs) or if you haven't done it yet when you reply include the little sunglasses emoji. Oh, yes. Right? If you include the sunglasses emoji... You mean, you mean the, the face with the sunglasses? The, yeah, yeah. The yellow circle with the sunglasses. Yellow circle with yeah. the sunglasses on. If you include the yellow face with the sunglasses on, we will put your entry into the hat twice. The bonus draw. Basically, because you are a listener, you will get double the chance to win. Who says it doesn't pay to listen to this nonsense? Uh, it might pay for about 16 people. Absolutely. Why not? That's all good. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. That's yeah. next week, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I, I, can't, I cannot wait. On Tuesday, we're going to go meet the great man. I've got... I've got so many plans in my head of what I want to ask him about already. And I sat down and I chatted with producer Sam about this, who's going to come down and help us film it and everything on the day. Uh, and yeah, I think it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm really looking forward to the event as well. And uh, one other thing, thank you so much for all the lovely feedback on Twitter, etc. as well, at Pro Wrestle Show. Of last week's show, you know, Silas Young got a bit of love. Uh, 
I, I would say that um, the guys at ICW got a lot of love. Eddie Dennis, people were loving Eddie Dennis. I think yeah. just his, his honesty and positivity as well. People yeah, kept so saying, didn't they? Uh, I th- we'll talk more and more about that. Um, outside of uh, a WWE ring, mm-hmm. we have. I was sure I was thinking about Dominion coming up, but that's still a couple of weeks away. So we can talk about that in two weeks' time. Um, Dominion actually is almost exactly uh, is. is right around the same week as NXT at Download and the UK tournament. So that's going to be interesting, trying to cram that all into a single week. Uh, we'll have to see how we go, but expect some super long podcasts. It might be a bonus time. podcast week. Yeah, I think it might be a bonus. I think that's exactly what it might be. A bonus podcast week could probably be the best way to deal with it. Uh, so uh, we also, I also wanted to talk a little bit about the Rev Pro event down in mm-hmm. South Portsmouth. They, they've done two events oh, this Will week. Oh, Will got hassled got on... I say hassle. Will got some hate on Twitter. It was, I say hate. Someone politely pointed out that you'd said it was in the wrong place. Uh, there was two matches in particular which were just absolutely stunning from, from what we've seen so far and it's well worth getting on the Rev Pro uh, streaming service for when they are released. But we had Jordan Devlin going up against Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, John's favourite, Zack Sabre Jr. Right. Zack Sabre Jr. I've always struggled with because he's very he's quite thin isn't he he's quite weedy and I, I found out he's a vegan so he's very he's very lean and I just I don't know it just, he just seems a bit lightweight but I, I've come to I've come around a little bit having seen him in the last few progress events and you know he is very good technically isn't he but Jordan Devlin is is my new favourite actually when he was on the UK WWE thing last time round when when Tyler Bate won I was not convinced about him, but having seen him recently and some of the crazy stuff he's done, including kicking a balloon with, uh, like if you just watch it on Progress from their Super Strong Style 16, where he kicked a balloon in uh, a way that no one's ever kicked a balloon. He's really impressed me, and I think that he's going to sort of go to that next level if we, he's not there already. We uh, we have spoken to Jordan this week, and we're looking to get him on the show ahead of the UK tournament, uh, kicking off at download. Uh, but yeah, that match, and then Cody Rhodes against El Fantasma. We both saw El Fantasma live for the first time yeah, at Progress good. Wrestling's 1978 show this past weekend. Uh, he was great fun. And, and now he's 40 years older and he still looks really good. Cause, yeah, cause good. I see what you've done there yeah. and it's distressed me massively. We, we should talk about that show. Yeah, let's talk this, about that. This weekend, me and Will have only been to one wrestling show in the last week because we have lives that dictate that we're uh, I could have, Honestly, last weekend I could have gone to both the Rev Pro show, uh, both the Rev Pro shows. We, we had gone tickets to, to Ring of Honor. Monday. We had tickets to Ring of Honor on the Saturday, uh, which for all uh, ends up, I watched it back on Honor Club and there were there were two or three great matches on there. The Young Bucks is always putting on a great show. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of those disappointing. I think it's quite uh, obvious at the moment that um, Dolson's injured and he was injured before he came over and he essentially decided to come over and, and, and still do these events. But all the way through the three of them, he's not been able to work to his full ability. And I'm a really big fan, fan of his. So, yeah, I, a little bit concerned uh, overall that uh, Dalton Castle is, is not looking up to his strongest as it currently stands. No, and there, there a lot of rumours, you know, because we all read the rumours online, don't we? Uh, a lot of rumours that he will drop the title to Cody, which leads up to All In and all that very soon. But let's not talk about rumours. Let's talk about fact. Um, the By fact the way, was that we were meant to go to Ring of Honor, but there was a massive storm, which you might have remembered from Saturday night. And we actually got locked in Will's shed um, because, unfortunately, you know, like there was lightning and stuff. It just so happens that Will's shed is also a fully stocked bar, uh, which was a real shame, I felt. In four weeks' time, though, yeah, 
Best in the World, June 29th, at the bottom of the uh, UMBC Event Center in Baltimore, Maryland. Co- it's it's exactly the match you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's the Dalton one. Dalton Castle against Cody Rhodes, where we think he'll drop the title. Marty Skirl has been added as well. Yeah, that's interesting. What a match that is going to be. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, looking forward to that one in a big, big way. And so, But there were a lot of shows we could have gone to this weekend. The only one we did get along to was Progress 1978. Now, Progress, have, we've talked about them a lot this month, but it's because they've had a really big month. They had Super Strong Style 16. They then did their big show at Victoria Warehouse where... We can now say... Well, no, we said it. We hinted at it last week, didn't we? But yeah. We can now G- say that Ginny... Smashed Tony Storm over it, the head and won the title. So Ginny won the world title. Doug Williams won the uh, Atlas. Won the Atlas, which was uh, if there's a great video up on their Twitter at the moment of uh, his backstage when he goes to get his photo and after his Super Strong Style 16, he suggested that he only thought he had one more match in them, and now he's basically said that this run with this belt will be his last ever it's run. Like when Goldberg, he loses this it? belt, <laughs> he will step away from wrestling. He's the British absolute, Goldberg. Doug Williams is for me top five guests I want to get on this show. Well, absolutely. And you, you were here with Simon Miller, um, waxing lyrical, I believe is the term, about Doug Williams uh, in the interview coming up in a bit. And he, he seems to be, whenever we speak to anyone, even, even Americans, actually, when they, when they think about British wrestling, they have so much respect for him. So we'll, we'll get him on at some point. But the progress, the 1978 show was designed to be, it was Jim's 40th birthday, Jim Smallman, and his idea was that he was going to do a show from 40 years in the past, where everyone would come in and play new characters, where everyone would come in and, and uh, the music would all be from the era. He played Jimmy Barnett, who was a <laughs> ring announcer. And this, this will be on again. I don't want to spoil too much of the events, but it's not really, it's not like a normal chapter event where you can spoil title changes and things like that. Because no. it was, no it was essentially, despite the fact there was still some really high quality wrestling, including uh, Matt Cross against Adam Brooks in an amazing main event. Matt Cross's return Everyone to progress. lost their minds for that. Yeah, when Matt Cross came out, the pop was incredible. I said, because obviously they were under different names, a lot of the acts. And, um, he was Double Meat, Popeye something double or another. Double Meat, Popeye Mulligan. And this guy in front <laughs> went, yeah, that's Zack Sabre Jr. And I went, oh, okay, mate. And then... Like he came out, and that guy in front of me, I remember, was kind of like wanting to lose it, but also realised that he was totally wrong and had been really smug about it. Oh, so it was kind him. of really subdued, but in the end, he, he lost it. So he, yeah, he kind of John, let it go. marks are people too. Yes, uh, we know. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag marks are people too. If you want a t-shirt with that on... <laughs> we might be having a meeting yeah. about t-shirts next Yeah, maybe. Um, um, this is my fa- this is one of my favourite events I've been to, and I, I don't really like, like the comedy kind of wrestling things, but just the fact that everyone committed so much to their new one-day-only characters. I know that Glenn tweeted saying that when the commentary comes out, a lot of people might hate it, because I think he basically didn't drop character at any I, I had a DM exchange with Glenn from the other end of the room uh, during the show where I basically suggested, I hope you're getting absolutely mullered like a true 1970s commentator would do. And then the, the conversation got a little bit not safe for work, so I'm not <laughs> going to go into some of the other comments that I came mean, the afterwards. I mean, the fact that his replies were like that suggested he was already there. I merely suggested not to get himself into U-tree territory. That was what I had suggested on there. But he, uh, the, like... It was just, you're right, the commitment level. I loved, there was um, uh, Jizzy Jizzborn, which was Jimmy <laughs> Havoc in like an Ozzy Osbourne outfit, and AJ Streetsmith, which was Sexsmith playing like a really over-the-top 
camp version of a 70s wrestler. When he, right at the beginning, low, bu- low blows Jimmy Havoc and then turns to the crowd and goes, it's 1978, of course I'm the bad guy. It was just, <laughs> that was the moment where the show tipped over from me, yeah. from from great, really good fun into the sublime. It was It was uh, really wonderful. nice to see Jimmy Havoc doing, doing a lot of funny stuff because he's a very funny guy. And you, you see that a bit in his wrestling, but obviously, you know, he, he is known for his extreme stuff. But him just having quite a chilled out, funny match was good. Um, along with his, his small bag of um, banned substance, which he kept in his corner, which I won't spoil it if you're going to watch it, but it's very, very funny. Um, also, the attention to detail was great. Grizzled Young Veterans, um, obviously... Uh, it was the day Zach after Gibson, the Champions yeah. League final. The which... attention to detail, they had 1970s Liverpool kits on. With Hitachi on the with front. With Hitachi. And obviously, the day after <laughs> Liverpool had lost, they, they didn't think this through, or perhaps they did. Calling their tag team the Kings of Europe was just... It just made for constant abuse, which was brilliant. Brilliant. He's the best heel working in wrestling right now, Zach Gibson. Like in terms of the true booze that he gets, in terms of the way that he works the mic, there's nobody I've heard get the proper heel crowd reaction in the way Gibson does. And the fact that somebody turned up with a Real Madrid scarf <laughs> and threw it at him in the ring during yeah. their uh, promo was just amazing. So uh, that there was a great thing. Uh, Jordan Devlin and El Fantasmo got together and had an amazing match with... Um, with what were they called? Oh, the sheep. Oh, the whack- sheep whackers. <laughs> Travis Banks and TK Cooper. Uh, honestly, the most uh, just uh, dedicated performance. Like, just I, I, you have to see it. Really, I, like Travis Banks as a heel and the champion in progress at the moment. Just, just playing this completely different character was just amazing, and I enjoyed the chance of that's that's a. Was it that's our champion or that's not our is, champion? No, is that our is champion? Is that our champion? That's it. It the, was oh, very this, entertaining. When they were the South Pacific power trip, they used to be really over when it was the two of them and Dahlia as well. Yeah. And that was great. And so it was kind of great to see them back together wrestling because what you get with those great tag teams is the real sense of how well they work together, how much they've clearly trained together, the tag team moves that they'll do together. Like there's that chemistry that you don't get when the WWE just mashes a couple of people together no. for a main event on SmackDown, like they often do. Uh, and so there was that element as well. But because they did, they never stopped the Bushwhackers. They, they, they completely committed to it. Yeah. It was getting knocked down and then getting straight back up and walking around with the arms. Yeah, just... it was it was a, a, a completely brutal match actually. Like some mm. of the action, they got into the crowd. There was uh, I, it got a little bit hardcore at times. That and my very favourite moment, and this is one I'm really not going to spoil, but. People will be familiar with uh, with Roberts. Craig Roberts? I've actually forgotten his Chris real name Roberts. now. Chris Roberts. <laughs> I can't believe I actually forgot his real name because he played... The idea for a lot of them was they played their dad. So he was Clive Roberts. Uh, the, the wrestlers... Uh, <laughs> and obviously... Well, but he's not... He's like hated. He's very much a heel referee, whether he wants to be or not. But the best thing about it was that Clive was really over. Yeah, <laughs> Clive Roberts was really over. And he has a moment which... Uh, was honestly it was a, a match between uh, Chuck Mambo and um, who was Chuck Mambo facing? I wasn't there. But I want to say it was uh, I'll fill while you Google it. Was it Flash Morgan <laughs> Webster? No, it wasn't Flash Morgan. Flash Morgan Webster. Webster opened up the show. Was as it Kenny Omega? Thing. Well, no, it, wrong promotion. It wasn't him. 
Um, by the way, if you're listening right now, I just by will goes on Google. Um, please leave us a five star review and a, a lovely comment on the uh, on the old iTunes because it does help us. It was get up Chris the Brooks. I, I didn't even finish googling it. I remembered it was Chris, Chris Brooks halfway through really googling it, uh, who was doing a whole uh, misfits thing, which was great. Yeah. There's something that happens in that match that means that uh, Clive Roberts, Clive Roberts gets. <laughs> The best pop I've seen at a wrestling event in, you know, I'm talking Undertaker coming out of WrestleMania. Yeah. Everyone was on their feet. Everyone absolutely lost it. They're not going to spoil what happened, but it is well, well worth watching. It's, it's, it'd be, I think it's probably going to be up this weekend, isn't it, on uh, on Progress's streaming. Also, I was really happy to see Nina Samuels and Isla Dawn. I really like Isla Dawn, who I believe is the girlfriend of Alistair Black. Yes. Um Unless, unless something's happened in the well, meantime and yeah I mean I do that thing that, you know that thing where you're like trying to see if two of your friends are still together and you sort of look down their social media and you don't see any <laughs> pictures of them you're like oh how do I play this one I assume they're still together if they're not I'm really sorry um, but they, they came out and, and did a match and it was uh, it was really good and it was really nice to see Isla Dawn in, in progress making her debut so all in all really good stuff really enjoyed it we enjoyed it. that and we would we always love to hear if you've been to an event, by the way. You can tweet us any time and, and tell us or t- send us photos and stuff. Um, not those photos, but just photos of the actual wrestling uh, at, at Pro Wrestle Show. And uh, we'll give it a mention on the next week's show. Uh, they've released the bracket for the UK Kingdom Championship Tournament. And the first of these events is at Download Festival next week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There are mm-hmm. still tickets available. And honestly, for the cost, it'll, for the price to go to download for the weekend without going to see the music. If you just go and watch the six NXT and UK Championship uh, tournament shows that are on over those three over those three days, you've paid for your ticket price yeah, alone. Yeah, that's value for money, isn't it? They're bringing over quite literally everyone of any value. Plus, you're getting all 16 entrants of the UK tournament. So, uh, it's going to be a fantastic three days, and we're going to be there on the Friday. If you're there, tweet us and let us know, and we'll grab a beer while we watch... The, uh, while we watch the NXT show. Because uh, I won't be there, but you can grab a beer with Will because he's and, paying. And Posh Boy Sam, yeah. so it's fine. Uh, so they've, they've liked, uh, just to run down, my only problem with the, and I guess this is always going to be the way when you get around a 16, is that... We can predict pretty much every match and we're pretty confident, aren't we? I, there's one I'm less sure on. Okay, well let's, ho- let's go through it. Let's go through it. Zach Gibson, Amir Jordan. So Zach Gibson, I think, will beat Amir Jordan. I'm excited to see Amir Jordan get his chance, but Gibson is a guy there. They're going to want to push hard, I think. Big time. This is an interesting one. Uh, no spoilers. Drew Gulak versus Jack Gallagher, or as they, as as uh, Kathy Kelly says, Drew Gallagher. Uh, I'm not going to spoil this one. I'm just going to say maybe pay attention to NXT over the next two weeks because this match might not happen at download. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Flash Morgan Webster against James Drake. I'm not sure about this one. However, this is the one I'm really not sure about. It's Flash Morgan Webster's first year. It'd be a shame for him to lose in the first round. And James Drake's already been on a lot of events for the last year. They were putting him over quite a bit on the events uh, um, uh, when they were over in the UK as well. He was getting quite a, a quite a decent push, Flash Morgan Webster. So yeah, I can see that. Uh, Tyson- also, if they're going to call anyone up to the full time WWE, uh, the grizzled young veterans, they need some decent tag teams on Raw. I'm sorry. So you know. Oh, we'll get into that. We will get into that. Tyson T-Bone against Jordan Devlin. I think after what we've seen from Jordan Devlin now versus a year ago, uh, I, um, I, I think Devlin will get a really good push. And good I, think, I think he'll be a semi-finalist, not just a, a quarter-finalist uh, in London, at least. Other side of the draw, Tucker against Joe Coffey. Be amazed if Joe Coffey doesn't win that. Yeah, he's got to. They've been, he's been one of those names that they've been mentioning first every time they talk about this. Um, Dave Mastiff, Kenny Williams... I think Mastiff would be my guess. This is one of the ones I'm slightly less sure of, but yeah. Mastiff is the direction I would lean in because 
yeah, they've they've managed to pluck him off of uh, the uh, world of sport. I think you don't do that and then knock him out before you even get to the televised stuff. No, that Plus, make no sense. Would it? Big guy, the ch- mastiff coffee in the second round. Two, uh, the, the two biggest yeah. uh, guys in the tournament going head to head. Could be brutal, a, couldn't it? A beast match. Um, Ligero, Travis Banks. Uh, I mean, I, I would have thought Travis Banks because he's doing really well at the moment and he seems to be like in the best sort of form of his life. Yeah, I, I, that everyone would everyone knows Ligero, so you never know. And then Ashton Smith and Joseph Connors. I, I think Joseph Connors, but it seems like the bigger, yeah, bigger push. But who, so, who do you think is going to win overall? Will like <sighs> if we're going to call like the semi semi finals, right? I think it's going to be uh, Joe Coffey versus Travis Banks. No, yeah, okay, nice. And I think it's going to be Zach Gibson versus Jordan Devlin. I'd like to see a Gibson coffee final, maybe. Yeah, I'll go with that. Or a Devlin coffee final to get something I think a bit Zach different. Gibson will win. Gibson, yeah, and Gibson and Dunn could... I guess the idea of if they're going to want Pete Dunn to go up against... Uh, Adam Cole. Adam Cole. Maybe. In Chicago, which is... Well, no, but hold on. That's... Chicago is ahead of money in the bank, right? So that's two days before the UK tournament. Mm. So I don't, uh, like... We Basically, if a heel wins, Pete Dunne needs to be a face, if they're facing on that second day, surely. Yeah, I don't know. Because he's kind of, uh, uh, he's kind of turning. Because he's going against, he's, he's, he's tweenering right now. <laughs> he is hard tweenering right now. Uh, yeah, that's, that Chicago NXT event is ahead of the UK tournament. Okay, so. let's face it. We all want to see British Strong Style against the Undisputed Era. Like, everyone wants to see that in NXT. That would be a great thing to have at TakeOver before SummerSlam, would it not? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. it's it's well, it's going to be happening Thought on the Monday of the UK tour. Well, yeah, but and that's just a warm up for that it? as well. Just a warm up. So, I mean, at the moment, we've got for the the matches that are set for there's only the three matches which they set on NXT this week, which is Alistair Black going against Lars Sullivan. Which, if you've seen this week's NXT, great opening segment between these two, short, sweet, set the title match. Lars looks like a real threat after getting him that two on one win against a Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. Those two are going... I mean, the Ricochet-Velveteen Dream match. I'm going to try and talk to both these guys at Download ahead of this one, but you've got you've got a great veteran in Ricochet getting his first shot in the WWE. You've got Velveteen Dream, who really is growing and learning. Oh, and big time. Getting better match by match. Uh, the style of these two guys seems to mesh so well. They could put on a bit of a Matt Classic. I, could, I can't wait for that. And then Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa in a street fight, which... We were there for their five-star match at uh, NXT in New Orleans. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like they don't want to push this too hard before they get onto uh, onto the main roster. I, I could see this happening. I think you almost want Champa to win this one and put Gargano out for a while, or this was me by my kind of dream booking, so that they are one apiece, and then the rubber match can happen on the main roster at next year at Mania at Rumble and have one of them go up sooner one of them stay out for a while and then come up and they run a bit of a program yeah. actually in the main WWE one of, them return, one of them makes their debut at the Royal Rumble oh yeah something like that sets yeah, up a match exactly. WrestleMania everyone has a good time happy days <laughs> yeah no I can see that perfect that would um, be lovely yeah so uh, the NXT this week was awesome but there wasn't a lot of wrestling no how have you felt about the Shayna Baszler Dakota Kai stuff like Shayna Baszler beat Dakota Kai uh, in a by, by submission uh, in an NXT Women's Title match for the main event, and mm. some people have really been a bit impatient with it because they think it's made Dakota Kai look a bit weak. 
I think the whole point is that how hard they're pushing Shayna Baszler and Dakota yeah, Kai is a great baby face. So I think it works. It's like we've seen it happening before. Like, yeah. Dakota Kai has every chance to be the next Bailey. I really NXT. hope she's not the next Bailey. I really hope she's the next Bailey in NXT, but then can actually sort of make that go in in the main roster as well. Because you know Bailey's kind of got lost, really, hasn't she? Um, I mean, are they, are they are they thinking of getting Shayna Baszler to a stage where she could potentially they could have an all MMA kind of WrestleMania match when Ronda Rousey is inevitably the champion? That would uh, be pretty nice. I don't think it'd be a mania match. Less, uh, well, yeah, I mean, no, maybe no. They, they, they're pushing her, but I don't, I don't think she's that level yet. But I mean, maybe, maybe in four or five months' time, we'll be going. Oh yeah, desperate to see. Baszler Rousey go head to head at, at a, one of the big four. Could even be the NXT champ, women's champion versus the SmackDown, uh, the Raw women's champion if if Ronda Rousey wins and some kind of collaboration. I'm I'm a bit of a dreamer when it comes to booking. Will's a bit more realistic. I'm just like, hey, this <laughs> might happen. There's one percent chance of this happening. But then when that one time happens, I'm like, yeah, called this. It was another week this week on WWE TV where it was. What's the opposite of diminishing returns? Uh, <laughs> because NXT was fantastic. Yeah, it always really is. Really good, snappy show. Not a huge amount of wrestling, but they really pushed on a lot of the storylines. Some great promos. The stuff with Champa and Gargano was great, as it always is. And you go back through the week and you start with Raw. And uh, Raw was difficult to watch this week. Yet again, we had a really saggy middle hour after not a bad starting, but it faded away. Like, some money in the bank build, but nothing that felt... That it's one of those where there was a long period between two, hmm. between two pay-per-views. Between it's a huge um, gap, this one, isn't it? Backlash and, and Money in the Bank. A good six weeks or so. And sometimes they struggle to fill those things. Kicked off with the uh, Finn Balor's Braun Strowman, which was great. Seth Rollins gets a really good match out of Jinder Mahal. Great. Yeah. Proving then, that Seth Rollins is still the biggest name on Raw. Uh, and... <laughs> I almost they're never going to do it but I, I'm desperate for them to to drop Raw down to two hours and get tighter with it oh there's, there's more talk of extending Smackdown to three oh. when it signs this deal that's a shame yeah I just one thing I noticed about Raw is that the tag team division I just think is really weak I mean you've got the Revival there who have been poorly used ever since they came up they've even been in NXT recently where I don't know what the thought behind that was maybe NXT was a little bit light or maybe they, they needed to just get them you know, feeling good about getting a good pop again. You got them. You got um, the fashion police. Are they even called the fashion? I always call them the fashion police. Yeah, Brizango. Brizango. That's what their official name is. But I just call them the fashion police. I mean, they're entertaining. You know, and the B, I th- the I B th- team. I think they're really entertaining as well. Here's my problem. You've yeah. got. You've just named three teams mm-hmm. who, given the right kind of push, the right yeah. kind of angle, could all be really good. Brizango. Both of them can wrestle. Yeah, both of time. them. But, Tyler like, Breeze is really good. He was excellent in NXT yeah. and they've just been used as a comedy team and the B team are heading in that direction even though they were so hot when they were in the UK. The Revival, it, I don't know if it's a classic Vince, they're too small for Vince so he doesn't think that they can get over against no. teams like, I know it's a different brand but the Bludgeon Brothers, Authors of Pain, people like that. But By the way, what's happened with the Authors of Pain? Where what's happened with Sanity? Have they gone? Where's Sanity? Where's Authors of Pain? Where's this... this they, no, no idea. In theory, the tag divisions on both programs mm-hmm. have the strongest lineups they've had for years, if they use properly. But this horrible Memorial Day barbecue thing that they did in the ring on Raw was just uh, dreadful. The only good thing about it was, I can't remember which one of the rival was waving a sausage in a provocative way, uh, which wasn't very PG. 
You had Titus Worldwide in there. You had Rhino. I noticed Titus has now got his own T-shirt. Yeah, the, <laughs> that's, the, that I bet that good. sells loads. Stumble into the Rumble. They're selling a T-shirt like I don't know a month afterwards. Like, is that going to really sell? Maybe uh, I don't know. It just it felt the Ascension were in there as well. So Another flabby. team that were great in NXT and just not haven't done anything on SmackDown or now on Raw. I always had that feeling with the Ascension though they wouldn't translate because it was all a little too old school. The face paint, the look. The... But this is exactly the same with Bludgeon Brothers. I I couldn't be less interested in the Bludgeon Brothers. But I don't like these kind of uh, you know yeah old school kind of we don't talk much we're living in the woods kind of thing. It's like nah. That's dead now. These guys, you know, The Undertaker, people kind of still believe, yeah, he's The Undertaker because, you know, he's he's dead. Um, but the Bludgeon Brothers on SmackDown, I couldn't care less. We did have the Money in the Bank. The, was it the final qualifier, that one? The women's one or yeah. the men's one? Uh, the women's one, yeah. So Sasha Banks won to get through. The gauntlet match, which again, had some great spots, had some good moments. But firstly, I get putting Sasha Banks in. And you put Sasha Banks in and you... you Try and finally get this Bailey Sasha Banks angle going somewhere. That might be nice. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's dragged on for so long that I'm starting to lose interest in the prospect of it. But Ruby Riot's really gone up in my mind recently. I, I've been really impressed with her. Um, I kind of wanted to see her in the Money in the Bank because yeah. she has been getting better and better with every match she puts on. Whereas. I've seen plenty of Sasha Banks. I've seen plenty of Bailey. I'd happily... I mean, there's still two weeks left. Maybe Bailey screws Banks out of her place and that's how we In finally get it happening. Maybe. Maybe that's how it finally, finally happens. Or but maybe they're setting up for Ruby Wright to be the next person. You know, if if uh, Nia Jax drops the title to Ronda Rousey, which, you know, could happen because Ronda Rousey, they need to sort of push her, keep her being the big cheese maybe she's the next heel to take on Ronda Rousey and probably get squashed but once Ruby Riot, she eliminated Bailey, Dana Brooks Mickey James and once she eliminated Mickey James and we had that closing stretch run with Sasha Banks it was great mm. I'm like put her in put her in put her in and then they put Banks over and I was um, oh yeah no thanks slabby we did, or we didn't. We did, Sasha we Banks, just the Nia, whole thing. Nia Jax <laughs> did a heel turn as well, which we haven't even spoken about because... Was it officially a heel turn? Well, I think so. I thought they were trying to make her the, the uh, you know, the opposite of me. I'm put the fat shame in Fat Shameless. She is the... She's meant to be all about the positive body image and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You put the dents in body confident? No, don't worry. Um, I'm just trying to think of a catchphrase every week, just so that people tweet it to us randomly. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, what about SmackDown? Um, the first thing I'll say about SmackDown, good brothers look ripped. Yeah, you, you said that to me, and I thought, ooh, nice that you've got an opinion on that. Thanks, John. They do. Look at Carl Anderson. I think he's looking in the best shape of his life. Sexy, sexy Carl Anderson. But Carl Anderson's Still not uh, Instagram, level, by the way. No, but Carl Anderson's Instagram, by the way, is one of the funniest things because he is like this, the coolest dude wrestler hanging out with his bros and stuff. And then his Instagram is literally just the family man. And it's really funny to see a wrestler who is, you know, a bad ass, I can say ass, badass guy just chilling with his kids and like his kids are wrestling obsessed as well. And it's just, it's just a really, I think it's really nice to see the other side of a wrestler. Anyway, back to SmackDown. So here's the thing. I thought all the wrestling was really good. New Day against the bar and the Miz was really great. And they, and uh, the hot tag 
to the much underrated Xavier Rhodes. I kind of want to see him give Xavier a Rhodes. <laughs> Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes is a cornerback for the Minnesota Vikings. I, That's uh, the wrong podcast. Yeah. Gridiron, available now on iTunes. <laughs> Xavier Woods. I've, the problem is I've done it the other way around on my on my NFL podcast called Xavier Rhodes. Xavier, Xavier Woods, Woods would get smashed in NFL. Uh, I don't know. Probably a good kick return, man. He's only little. The, um, the, <laughs> the ultimate wrestling without context tweet that they could have put out into the world where uh, the Miz is fighting off pancakes being thrown at him by whilst blindfolded. But the thing is, you watch it. Watch <laughs> yeah. that gif. It's a, his deflection rate is incredible. Like, actually, really impressive. Are you saying the Miz is superhuman? I'm basically saying he's a Jedi. You love the Miz. You and the Miz should get a room, <laughs> Christ. Um, um, did you enjoy the dance-off, Will? Uh, people really hated on the dance-off. I was kind of fine with it. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. Cause uh, they, because they were, both, they, they were both dancers previously. So, like, there's a bit of context to it. It's not just, like, two people being made to dance, is it? It was a bit of fun. It was a bit silly. There'll be a mixed tag next week. It's... It is what it is, and we move on. I thought that... Um, so, I th- yeah, I thought all the wrestling was good. And in terms of Shinsuke Nakamura, Ty Dillinger, Nakamura working the heel stuff, it is just proving that outside of AJ Styles, he does it really well. Mm-hmm. And I like that that was a social media feud, which turned into a match, good work, and putting Paige over as well. But the main event and the Money in the Bank qualifier. Now, I don't really understand why they put Daniel Bryan back into the Money in the Bank picture, because... It was always clear that he wasn't going to wrestle in that match. I think it's too soon, considering he's just been medically cleared, to put him in a match where at some point he's going to be expected to do some insane spot, which could cause him some real trouble. (laughs) Samoa Joe comes out and puts on one of the... I mean, Samoa Joe has been killing it on the mic ever since he returned. Comes out, climbs the ladder... Uh, does this whole thing about raining down on SmackDown, shaking the brand to its core, then starts to call out Daniel Bryan about Bree and his daughter and um, having to tell them that Daddy won't be, uh, will be home for money in the bank. Oh. He won't be the same man. He'll be drenched in regret and missed opportunity. I mean. Like, absolutely killing him. Bryan comes out and is furious. Like, the opposite of what we said about Bobby Lashley last week. Where Yeah, that's how you should come out when someone's slagging your family off. Not, hey guys, what's up? Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't got my headband because I'm not wrestling, but I'll put it on when I do wrestle, bye. Big you know, like, and high fives. And yeah. It's totally the opposite. He came out and he was full of fire. And then Big Cass turns up again. Oh, and everyone's like, oh, Big Cass, the dullest character on SmackDown at the moment. Sell- he can't even sell that limp right. Everyone, I was watching it going, he's not injured. That's a fake limp. And it's just, I don't know. And I actually thought Cass was decent in the main event. So they changed the main event to a triple threat, Mm. put Cass in there as well. Samoa Joe gets the win, putting the clutch on Daniel Bryan. And uh, I mean, great work keeping Bryan strong in terms of not having him tap out, but having him just fade away. And it was a great move as well, because he had him like fighting out. And we almost Almost got it. I thought of you when I was watching it. I was like, we almost got the three hand drop thing with the final quivering, recovering hand. But no, just the... Flat out. The, the quivering hand of Daniel Bryan. But I thought, you know, we're going to get Cass and Bryan again. But like I've been saying the last couple of weeks, every time I see Daniel Bryan go up against somebody, I'm like, oh, I'd love to see that in a main event program that goes oh, yeah. on to a pay-per-view. And the only person I've not felt that way is Big Cass. And we're now going to get another <laughs> Big Cass-Daniel Bryan oh, match. Oh, the match no one wanted. Um, I, 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 one last note. I know that there's a lot of big, a lot of the big names uh, were missing this week. Charlotte and AJ were missing from uh, SmackDown. Yeah. 
uh, Alexa Bliss was missing. Bill, so. just just what hold them off TV, ready just, for a money in the back. Well, I don't know what the justification is for that, really. Well, Charlotte had, Charlotte had to have that uh, corrective surgery, didn't she? So she can't wrestle. Right. So um, she was she was on it, but she did, she did a sort of backstage segment. Maybe AJ's having a haircut. AJ's um, getting another getting another tattoo on the side of his stomach, probably. <laughs> And he only does that when he has a kid, doesn't he? I don't think he's having any more kids. Yeah, and I don't know why Lex Bliss wasn't there. She was probably just doing CrossFit. They all do CrossFit now, don't they? Right. Uh, keep getting in touch with us at Pro Wrestle Show. And as John said, iTunes, oh, five-star reviews. Yeah, leave us a review. Wait, uh, latest review. Um, make a massive difference for us. A guy called Sam Ellard. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a reputable character. Fantastic new pro- podcast. Really professional and great guests. Also, great to hear some focus on the UK scene. So, thank you very much, Sam. Uh, so, yeah, it does help push us up the charts. It does help get us more opportunities, which is great. Um, and, uh, obviously, you can hear our stuff on TalkSport. On my Extra Time show on a Monday and Tuesday morning, if you're up in the early hours and want to listen back to some more wrestling chat, we do it there. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically, we've got a big, long interview coming up. Next week, it's Bret Hart. This week, it's Simon Miller. Two ends of the wrestling scale. A great coming back to talk about his career and maybe a future great talking about the start of his career. That might be a push, but he was a lovely man and Uh, this was a great chat. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport. Have you ever thought about being a wrestler? I know, well, Will, have you thought about being a wrestler? I mean, I'm probably too old now, but I, there have been times where, like, particularly since we've started getting into the UK indie scene and we've talked about uh, going and learning to take a bump and stuff, where I've thought, if I got in shape, I get the mentality of it, and I think that's, like, a good 80% of the battle, but actually, I'm probably too old now to start. Yeah. Like, I could maybe go on a run for, like, a year and then my body would just fall apart. We've thought of gimmicks quite frequently, like the big ginge. Um, <laughs> we, we've given our mate uh, a gimmick of BBQ <laughs> because because we saw a number plate oh, that was God, BBQ and he loved it so much that we decided it was his nickname, but big, Bobby. big Bob Quebec for no reason, just because we needed a Q. His finisher is the come by force, come not spelled C-O-M-E. No. Um, on the phone, Simon Miller. Simon, how's it going? Hello, 
Oh, good, thanks, guys. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Um, there's a reason we've got you on the phone, because I saw a video on YouTube of a guy called Simon Miller who got an amazing pop at a wrestling event recently. <laughs> and I thought, oh, he must be popular. And then I went to a gaming award ceremony, and there's this bloke called Simon Miller, and he, and he was talking in front of everybody, and he was, he was very confident and spoke really well. And I thought, oh, that guy... That guy's um, got something about him. Hang on a minute. Is this the same guy? And I, I, I was, while you were speaking at this gaming thing, I was looking, looking you up. And I realised you were the same guy because, you know, you're, you're, you look fairly ripped, so it kind of made sense. Um, and, and, and that's how I came across you. And it turns out that you, you've sort of just got into wrestling as an actual wrestler. Yeah, I mean, literally, we are, we're two matches in, as I say these words. So, obviously, there's been a lot of training beforehand. But, yeah, mostly, uh, when, you, when you saw me at that award ceremony, which is, like, basically my day job. Yeah. <laughs> like Batman. In the evenings, I go be a wrestler. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was, I was literally preparing for my second match. I'll be honest with you. During that whole award ceremony, in the back of my head, I was probably, like, 10 days to go, <laughs> 9 days to go. Because yeah. it is the most nerve-wracking thing ever. But, yeah, I'm two matches in to my professional wrestling career. Incredible. So what, what is your background then? Because I, I know pretty much as much as I've already said about you. I know that it involves gaming, but what, what is your background? Yeah, so I mean, I got into sort of gaming journalism about 12 years ago now. And I did, I did that for a while. So it was the classic reviews, previews, news, worked on magazines. Then websites came over and just took over the world. So everyone was like, oh, get off the magazines, <laughs> quick, join a website. Uh, and did the same kind of thing there. And that's when everything kind of got weird because video and YouTube became this huge thing and evolved in front of my eyes. And I kind of, video games especially, latched onto it. So then I thought, okay, well, screw this editorial stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go where, where the action is. Started doing YouTube videos about games. And then that incredibly transitioned to a gig uh, with What Culture doing YouTube videos about wrestling, which is always my first passion. I've always been a huge wrestling fan ever since I was about five years old. And one day, you know, not to want to speed the story up too much, but one day I thought, I know what I'd watch on YouTube. I'd watch some idiot trying to become a professional wrestler. <laughs> so I, I just said to, to the what culture hierarchy, hey, how about I go train to be a wrestler and we can document it on the channel? And they were like, yeah, that sounds great. And then two years later, I'm in, you know, I'm in my spandex heading to the ring. Like, I don't know what's happened. But <laughs> here we go. <laughs> That's incredible. And so the video that I talked about before that I saw was, was you debuting at the No Regrets Rumble, uh, which is now a defiant, which is obviously in collaboration with what culture. Mm. Um, and the pop you got was incredible. And that's obviously, I guess, because they followed your story from being that bloke that writes and does gaming stuff to being, hang on a minute, he's actually, he's in the ring. In, what I'll say on record, is a very nice leotard. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I was impressed. When you, when you hear someone's debut and you think, oh, they're probably wearing like some shoddy old gym gear. But I was like, no, no, he, he's got a bit of Ryback about him. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that, if that's a compliment, I'm not sure, but yeah. I, I, I'll take it as a compliment. Everyone knows who Ryback is, so I'll take it. Uh, but no, there was a certain inspiration from the old, the old Ryback there. I, I just, and also it was kind of like for me, what can I wear that no one else really wears? Yeah. And the singlet in British wrestling, you don't see it that often. So I thought oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go all singlet. But yeah, no, you're 100% correct. Um, because we did document it, you know, on, on to, to everyone really. It was a public thing. If you wanted to come see me, you know do well and sometimes not do so well there were a bunch of videos documenting that 
And as cheesy as it sounds, and it does sound cheesy, but I think there's some truth in it. A lot of people that watch that, I very kindly watch those. I always appreciate the support. But I think a lot of people felt like it was a, a joint thing. And that's how I saw it too. Everyone was like, oh, you know, this guy that we saw doing YouTube videos about wrestling and games now wants to be a wrestler. Yeah, lol. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll do really well. Uh, but because they'd seen... You know, throughout my training, I busted my head open here and I hurt myself there. And I, at one point I was confident that I wasn't confident. I think the fact that it reached its, you know, what you want to be the natural conclusion. And they'd seen it go from, man, this is really hard to wait a minute. I think I can do this very lovingly and very kindly. They obviously got invested in it. So, yeah, they they reacted. I mean, I didn't expect that. Don't get me wrong. I, I kind of hoped there'd be something because you think, well, you know, it does tie into this thing that we've been doing. But I never expected that. It just... It blew my brain, to be honest. And I guess there must be a lot of people who are sat out there, like me and Will, we just sort of said in the intro, that, um, that, that would love to do it, but probably aren't A, committed enough, B, fit enough, and C, haven't got the balls. So I think if they're <laughs> following your journey, then they're, they're heavily invested in it. You're gonna, you've already sort of started off way ahead of most people who are sort of debuting because, you know, you have already got that following, which is, which is really good. Um, when, do you remember, like, the first time you got into a ring when you decided right we're going to do this and and from being a wrestling fan and obviously watching it for years to actually suddenly being the guy in the ring do you remember that feeling uh yeah i remember in my first training session when we got onto the bump side of things i remember taking a bump and as soon as i hit the mat thinking you've got to be kidding me (laughs) like the the jolt of pain it sent up my, my back was like, this cannot, I mean, you kind of know, because we've all watched wrestling documentaries throughout the year and heard of the stories on shoot podcasts and all that stuff. But yeah, when I actually felt it, I remember thinking, there ain't no way, Simon, there ain't <laughs> no way. But for some reason, it, it got in my head and it got in my head quite quickly. I don't know whether it was because just I've been a wrestling fan for so long and, you know, you kind of get some form of sick pleasure out of the fact you're now doing it, even if it does make you want to cry in, in agony. <laughs> But yeah, I, I remember as it all started to come together, I don't want to say, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I was like, oh, I'm going to be the best wrestler ever, but starting to feel a bit more confident, like, okay, this actually isn't out of my grasp. And as soon as that got into my head, everything else sort of started to click because it was like, well, if I can do that, even though I don't think I can do whatever's next on the you know lesson plan, I probably can learn to do it because I got the last thing done, which I also didn't think I'd be able to do. So it was this weird thing where half of my brain was like, I don't think we should do this. But the other half was like, no, 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 we should absolutely see this through to its natural conclusion. And yeah, throughout, throughout my time, that just that feeling grew and grew and grew to the point now, I can't actually imagine not doing it. I've become utterly obsessed so quickly. It's ridiculous. I mean, we joked about the, the idea, Simon, of me being, you know, wanting to do it, but not being physically fit. And I am as physically unfit as human beings of my age come. It, it kind of, I guess it helped that you already were somebody who was you know, physically fit, training or whatever else. But what, how much of a difference was it going from whatever your current regime was to suddenly having to go through a wrestler's regime, not just the bumps and that side of the training, but the gym side of things? Like, what was the difference in intensity? What was the difference in your workout? All that sort of stuff. Well, the story I always tell is well, it's twofold. I spent six months before I knew I was going to do it trying to get my cardio up as much as possible. Because uh, I've always been to the gym, always loved going to the gym, but I was more of a weights guy. And I realized I needed to get my cardio uh, better. So I thought, okay, well, I'll do cardio for six months and then I'll go. So I went to my first, <laughs> I went to my first session. And they, I always find it hilarious. They called it the warm-up. 
That is nonsense. There's no warm up. It was a, it's a full on like, can we kill you with fitness? And I remember halfway through it thinking that my, I remember my brain saying to me, Simon, we can just leave. We have free will. <laughs> they'll all think you're really weird that you just ran out of there. But they'll just you'll just be the weird guy that ran out because I was in so much pain. And I was sweating so much. And I, you know, as they, you know, that classic thing, I felt like at any moment I was just going to throw up everywhere. <laughs> I was just like, I'm just going to leave. And it is, you know, the cliche is true. No matter what you do, no matter what shape you're in. I mean, I've been going to the gym since I was 16 years old. But it was irrelevant when it came to sort of the fitness side of things. Because the only way to get in wrestling shape is to wrestle. And then that becomes a whole new thing when you start doing it in front of a live crowd. Because you have to deal with adrenaline. And that, you know, sends you... Yeah, like blood pressure and stuff skyrocketing so you know you, you get out of breath then so obviously it, it absolutely helped i had somewhat of a a fitness background um because i think my body probably recovered quicker than maybe other people's but it is true there is nothing you can do that is ever going to make you feel like you're in wrestling shape other than wrestling and i did a hell of a lot of cardio and even then within 10 minutes i was bent over thinking i was dying i remember maybe i should drink my mum Say, look, mum, I'm about to die from wrestling. Sorry. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. So uh, when you went through the wrestling side of things, you went through the, the gym and the fitness side of things. But obviously, as we all know, wrestlers come in all shapes and sizes, all levels of fitness, all levels of, uh, uh, you know, how muscular they look. Or you can be, still be Kevin Owens and uh, somehow still be as... Uh, uh, as acrobatic as he can be and as, uh, you know, it sometimes just amazes me what he pulls off for a guy who has a body that looks like mine. But there's, there's the other side of wrestling. There's the mentality. There's the character. There's the... And I know you were a huge wrestling fan coming into it. But as big a mark as anyone is, how quickly did you feel that you learned that side of things? Or do you feel you're still learning that side of things about the, the mentality of, of putting on a good match in the ring? I definitely think I'm still learning it because the strange thing about all of that, and I think this goes for all wrestling fans, is in your head, you kind of watch wrestling. Well, I did anyway. And you think, oh, yeah, I can do all the bravado and the, the over-the-top stuff. Yeah, I, I could easily do that. that would, you know, I may not be good in the ring, but I could, I could get the character stuff down. And then when you're in a ring and you have people watching you, uh, all of a sudden it's, it's, it almost feels ridiculous to do. Like, you know, when you try and be over-the-top and sort of, you know, get your personality to to sort of resonate on, on a larger scale. But, you know, throwing someone down and then, you know, I don't know, throwing your arms around going, yeah, it's like you do it and you think, oh, that felt a bit strange. So it's almost like you have to reteach yourself. I don't know, it's, it's a really strange feeling. Oddly, I actually find, I, actually, it's not oddly at all. I think most people would be like this. I find that stuff a lot easier when you are actually in front of a crowd because you get that reaction and you feel less. But in a training environment, which is where you need to start testing it out, it is really strange to, you know, act all over the top and stuff like that. So in many ways, I was surprised because I was quite confident. I thought, well, you know, I think I could get the character stuff down. And well, at least I hoped I could. But actually, it was a, it was a learning curve like anything else. And trying to tie that in to the fact that, you know, the point of all this is you're trying to beat somebody up and win a match. That's really, I've, it was, it's much more difficult than I ever actually anticipated that it would be because, you, you want to be you want it to be a bit over the top and a bit ridiculous because that's the stuff we all have in wrestling but you don't want to go too far because otherwise no one takes you as a legit threat you know when you su suspend your disbelief so finding that balance i oh, don't get me wrong I'm, I'm absolutely still learning it by by no degree but yeah it was far harder than than i thought it kind of it goes with everything else you just got to keep trying stuff keep learning stuff and keep falling you know falling down and making mistakes 
And after you've done that, you realize, oh, well, I, sh- I, shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have done that. Now I understand why I, w- I won't do it again. I think that as someone who's watched a load of wrestling myself, I, I like to think that if I was to get into a wrestling ring, I would go, oh, yeah, DDT, yeah, I know how to do that. <laughs> and I imagine that that is so far from the truth that it's crazy. Is, is that, did you approach it in that way of going, oh, yeah, I know how this move works. And then when you actually learn it, it's completely different. Absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned the DDT because I did the same thing. When we started to, a DDT just came up randomly in one training session. I was like, DDT? I've been seeing that since Jake Roberts was doing it. And then as soon as I went to do it, it was just the most awkward thing in the world because you don't really, well, I didn't anyway. I don't want to speak for everyone, but there's so many sort of little things you don't notice when it actually gets done. Be that signaling to the other guy when he's meant to go down, what you're meant to do with your feet, you know, where you end up on the floor. That yeah, like in your head, you've seen it so many times. You think I can easily process that and 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 execute it in a ring. But then you go to do it, and you have to it, completely. You have to learn the whole things. I mean, there's a few things that I do believe watching wrestling and then becoming a wrestler would help with, like a body slam. You know, when I was like body slamming people, it just made sense with the rotation because I'd seen it so many times. But with a DDT, yeah, there's so many little intricate things I'd never even picked up on that every time I went to do it, I usually had to stop and say, right, what do I do and where do I put my feet and what do I do with this hand? Eventually you get it, obviously, it becomes second nature. Um, I, I, and I still do think, you know, watching and being passionate about wrestling helps if you want to get into wrestling just because you do have this subconscious knowledge of what you have seen but absolutely. And also trying to work in, I'll use the DDT as an example again, trying to work that in while you've just done something else as well. It becomes like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. It's like, wait, well, if you're there, how do I get there? Can you not just walk over to me and bend down and let me DDT? It'll be a lot easier. So, yeah, it's, it's really strange. It becomes it, it's cliched as anything, but it does become a performance so quickly. And getting that fluidity and that you know, just making it not look rubbish is, is re- it's, it's really hard. And it also gave me a newfound respect for not only all wrestlers, but definitely those guys in WWE, even the ones that everybody sort of, you know, oh, they're rubbish. It's like, they're really not rubbish. There's a reason they got there. It's because they know what they're doing. Well, yeah, oh my gosh, don't, <laughs> don't even get me started. Like, there's a, I, I don't Whisper. get me wrong. Yeah, but it's true. There's a whole discussion there when it comes to character and booking. Absolutely. But in terms of wrestling, don't even get me started. My word, <laughs> what a good professional wrestler that man is. What's been the, uh, what has been the, the hardest thing over the last two years, other than maybe the pain of taking a first bat bump? Uh, the mentality side has been hard. Like, uh, you know, there was a time when I really struggled to get uh, flip bumps down. Uh, now, amazingly, I, I had such good trainers. I can't not do them. They were so good at me getting over that hurdle. But, you know, I did a really bad one once. And don't even ask how I did this. You know, it's just the weirdness of wrestling, I guess. But I somehow managed to go so low on my flip that I scalped my own head. Oh, and I, I, yeah, I took the top layer of skin off my head. And also, if you don't know, I'm bald. So I have no, <laughs> I have no protection there whatsoever. And that was really bad. Like it was a really, it really sent sort of a shiver up my spine. And I remember sort of, and the worst thing is as well, then we were doing sunset flips a couple of weeks later. And I once again, just tombstoned my head into the max. I didn't flip at all. <laughs> It took me a while to get that, I won't lie. And I reopened that, you know, I reopened uh. the wound. And yeah, it was awful. And I remember having this moment of, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Because your body gets scared because you're basically trying to tell your body, you know, 25 years of what I've told you instinctually, can we just ignore that now? And, <laughs> yeah. if, I, 
And if I tell you to jump in the air and flip, can you just do it? It's like, no, can I you, don't want to do this. Can you this. fall back and not have any fear that you're going to hurt yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Let's yeah, do exa- it. Exactly. And I remember I, I heard, I can't remember who it was now. I think it was Matt Seidel on, on, on a radio show recently. And he was talking about how it, you actually think about something like the shooting star press. You are jumping forward to jump backwards. That's essentially oh, yeah. what that move that is essentially what that move is. So your brain the whole time is just going, no. That's not so, oh. And, you know, once you've also then plowed your head into the mat twice, you, your body's instincts are just up through the roof. And I remember thinking, you know, mentally and emotionally, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Now, luckily, I was so passionate about it. I, I, but, well, I quite literally, well, not literally, but, you know, I dragged myself back to there. But I didn't want to go. I remember saying, I don't want to do this anymore. And it really took me a good few weeks of perseverance to get my confidence back up. But now I'm glad that I did. And it's one of those things where you realize, like all kind of sports, you have to test yourself and try yourself. Yeah, There's course. always going to be, the, and that, those are the moments where you really find out if you want to do it, I guess. And luckily I did. But at the same token, you know, if somebody walked away after that, I don't think it would have been a failure or anything. It'd just been a, an eye opener, like, man, this is really hard. I don't want to get hurt anymore. But no, I was, I was just, yeah, you know, I was a bit gun ho with it all. So I dragged myself back, but it was really tough. I remember sitting at home, my neck hurt and having to go to hospital and get my head bandaged up. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. It would have, it would have still made for a good YouTube video. That's the main thing. Even if it, it just did. been, if it had just been, oh, I'm giving up, but look how hard it is. If people <laughs> think it's fake, trust me, I now know it's not. I recently, it's had a, I recently had a gym session where I went to the gym. You know, there's, there's some days where you go Excuse in there. You go to the gym for well, a gym session. that was rare, yeah. But I, I went there and I, after five minutes of doing like, I did a little sort of cycle warm up. Basically, I just checked my emails in the morning. And <laughs> after that, I just felt so crap I wanted to leave. So what I did is I made a point of just going, I couldn't just walk out because I was aware that people might have seen me come in and realise I was leaving after five minutes, which no one does because no, no in, in the gym, everyone just looks at themselves. Um, so I went and sat in the, in the changing room for like 25 minutes on my own just so I could make it not look like I'd quit after five minutes. So the thought of doing that with wrestling, like, I mean, that, that's a struggle for me just doing a gym session. So you know, the sort of, I think if you'd quit wrestling after doing several sessions and smashing your head open, I would still have a lot of respect for you. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, the, it was in those moments where I, I kind of had these thoughts of, why did you document this, Simon? Why? This was the worst idea ever. You could have done this in secret away from everyone, but no, you had to do it in front of everybody. That was uh, one of those moments. Um, what about when you did then first make your first appearance at Defiant at this at the the, the Rumble event, and uh, you're suddenly in the ring with uh, you know people who have been doing this for 15 years, people like David Starr, who's an absolute indie legend, people like Jack Sexsmith, who's been big on the UK scene for years, and actually not just getting in there with them, but performing moves, eliminating people, uh, <laughs> getting this big pop. It, I, just talk us through that entire situation. I mean, it was incredible. I, I don't mean to insult anybody in my life, but it was the best day in my life so far. It just was. That's not even one of those, you know, when, you know, I don't know, City win the, the Premier League and people, a fan goes, it's the best day of my life. They don't, you know, I'm sure it is to a certain degree. I, I'm, I mean it. I literally mean this was the best day of my life. So if anybody in my, you know, my friends or family thinks that I've shared it with them, you haven't because you weren't there. <laughs> so it, it, was just, it was just, it was so surreal because... You know, obviously the goal was to have a match, but you never actually, I guess deep down you think it will happen, but I don't know the way I thought it would never actually happen. So, you know, when the opportunity came up, it was just, it was just incredible. And like you say, to be in the ring, I mean, the thing that really got me when I got in the ring was 
I, uh, after I sort of, you know, had the incredible reaction and, you know, told I was going to eliminate Jack Sexsmith, which I, which I shouldn't say this, but I will. Who cares? I went out to him beforehand. I must have apologized about a thousand times. So British. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm just this new YouTube guy, and I'm be- I'm so sorry. <laughs> but he was lovely. They were all lovely. Everyone was really, really nice. I love Jack. Real- Jack's a really, really good guy. And, oh, he's uh, awesome. I can I can only imagine that he would have been absolutely lovely about it. But yeah, I I'd have apologised for the next you know four years afterwards. Uh, DM him every, remember that, every week. Remember that one event we did back in 2018. <laughs> I'm still sorry. <laughs> but it's true. He's you know, he's put on this huge name for himself, and then in comes Mr. YouTube. Like oh, I'm going to win. Now. Uh, but no, he was he was lovely about it but the real thing going back to what you said that did exactly what you mentioned was i got to work with doug williams for a while and yeah. within a, within about five seconds i was like and i knew anyway i think anyone that's followed british wrestling understands why he's such a legend but within like yeah sort of yeah 30 seconds i was just like oh my gosh this man is so good at professional wrestling it's ridiculous just calm and efficient and knows exactly what to do and aware of everything going around him I mean, incredible, an incredible, incredible wrestler. Uh, but you know, everyone, everyone was, you know, everyone was great. Everyone was awesome. The whole experience was was amazing. I, I mean, genuinely blew it blew my brain. I couldn't I couldn't quite imagine it was happening. But no, everyone was. I think everybody got it. Everybody understood. And I think luckily, I have taken this really seriously. I completely understand why somebody would have thought it was a gimmick. Oh, some idiot on YouTube thinks he can be a wrestler because he, you know, made a few wrestling videos. But I think hopefully it came across like I did want to take this seriously and that I was passionate about it. I think that came across. So, yeah, I mean, the experience, it, 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 nothing will ever compare to that, I don't think, because, like I said, I've been watching it for, you know, 30 odd years, um, loved every second of it, always thought hopefully I could tick this off my bucket list, but then actually getting to do it and get that reaction and work with some people I've watched for years. And, and it, you know, don't get me wrong, there's things I could have done better, but ultimately it going okay for uh you know I, I didn't die which was my big worry um yeah it was it was it was amazing and like you say to see david Starr and jack and doug and uh oh, just tk cooper was in there as well i know he's smashing it up in progress it was just yeah it was amazing i'll never i'll never be able to to get over it, i don't think it was brilliant i don't know if you've got any tattoos i don't have any tattoos and but i always talk to my friends who have got tattoos and this is going somewhere, I promise. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, I yeah. was wondering. but um, And they say that, because I always say, oh, I'd love to get a tattoo, but I don't know where I'd get it. And they basically say, all of them say, once you get one tattoo, you want loads of tattoos. And you're having your first tattoo and you're thinking about your next tattoo. Is that how you were in that match, thinking of your next match? With that, yes. You know, that I mean, vibe? You, you've nailed it right on the head. Like when I first started, like I say, when I first started this, it was like, do one match, did one match. And then when it was done, it was like, right, Simon, now let's do 72,000 matches. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's never stop. And now it's all I think about, to be completely honest. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's just, I just want to wrestle. I just want to wrestle. I want to wrestle as much as I can. I want to wrestle on big shows, small shows, medium shows. I just now want to try and get as good as I possibly can and hopefully, you know, make uh, somewhat of an impression where people go, oh, yeah, I've seen him wrestle. He's all right. You know, that would be, that would be the, the greatest thing ever. But the tattoo analogy is perfect. I can't imagine not doing it now. And every time that someone does get in touch to say, Simon, do you want to be on this show? It's like, yes. And even if I've got something on that day, yeah. I'll cancel it. It's, it's bizarre. I've become obsessed so quickly. I was going to say that you've gone from the positive of the, the debut to your match this past week. I think it was Monday, <laughs> Monday night in Sheffield. Yeah. Where 
I you messaged got, you. You got read the hard way. That's what we're saying. <laughs> I, messaged, I messaged you going, oh, let, should we do the podcast this week? And you were like, yeah. And I thought, oh, um, how did your match go? And you said, oh, there was, there was a chair shot that went awry. And then I looked at your Instagram later, having just dismissed it, and went, oh, no, it really did go awry because you're covered in blood and you've got like a three-inch gash on top of your head. That must be like you've gone from the high point of resting straight to one of the lows, I would imagine. Right. So this is the worst thing I'm ever going to say. And if any of my friends or family are listening, I apologize. However, if I told you that I didn't get somewhat of a kick out of it, I would be lying. I did. <laughs> I, I, I think it was just, look, don't get me wrong. If, if I'd actually been, I, I, you know, I'm not hurt in any sense. I'm, oh, I'm, I hurt. It hurts. But I am not injured in any way other than the, the massive gash, which is going to leave a scar, a huge scar apparently too. So there's my first wrestling war wound straight away. <laughs> But because, well, in the moment and then after the fact, in the moment, obviously, you never think about, well, I didn't anyway. I didn't think about injuries. I won't lie. The first thing I thought about was how can I make this look as good as possible? I've got a problem. <laughs> I've got a real problem. Um, but yeah, and once I found out that I was okay, it was, it was one of those things where I'm not saying that this should be an experience that defines you as a wrestler. Of course not. If anything, it should never happen. But the fact that it did... Uh, and it airs, it airs this Saturday on Defiance uh, streaming service. And I think I've been told, I haven't seen it yet, but I've been told it looks so horrific that get, now, after the fact, because I am okay, everyone has been telling me that it's going to add so much to the story and the angle. <laughs> I, I'm a bit like, I think I'm okay with it, <laughs> like, which is strange because and I don't know what that is. I, I think that must be a, a rest, you know, because we've watched wrestling for so long and there's stories with Ric Flair, Triple H, uh, oh, there's be loads of these injury stories where you're like, I don't get it. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Like I say, as soon as it happened and I put my hand to the back of my head, because you don't know at first when your adrenaline's that high that you've actually been cut open. So I put my hand to the back of my head and I saw the blood. And <laughs> I won't lie, there was a lot of blood. Uh, in fact, somebody messaged me earlier because um, the ring they use, I think they, they borrowed from a local training school. Uh, somebody messaged me earlier saying, uh, Simon, I train at this school and your blood's just all over the ring. You've already left a legacy. <laughs> I like that. Two matches down and there's a legacy there. Exactly. So I certainly don't want to say that I think this should happen in pro wrestling. Of course it shouldn't. I, I think health and safety, especially in something like pro wrestling where it is you know, predetermined and stuff, we should protect people even more because of that. I've always said that. However... It did happen. Accidents do happen. And the truth is, I didn't mind it. I am okay. I think it's going to look awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and it will tie into the story that, 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 we, that we want to tell. And like I say, it wasn't planned. At no point was I ever told someone is going to slam you in the back of the head and cut you open. That was no. never, it was just one of those things. And I guess from a slightly, uh, uh, yeah, disturbed perspective, because I've seen these things happen in wrestling for so long, and now I get to have my own story. Again, if I've been injured, absolutely not, but I'm not. It was kind of like, eh, it makes a good social media post. <laughs> Definitely. It's gonna, you've already mentioned that it's, it's airing this weekend. It's going to get a lot of people hyped to see it. They're gonna, they want to see this, this new guy who came in cocky to the, the Rumble get smashed over the head. Because, yeah, as you say, it adds to the story. And it means that... It does. It also, I guess, it, it might lead to more bookings as well because it means that a feud starts. So, you know, it's, a, it's not just a... You know, it is a win-win situation apart from the pain. It, it, it is. And it is. And I completely understand if you said that to someone that didn't watch wrestling, they'd be like, you are a freak. Yeah. <laughs> be like, but we do... We, we, we understand what the beauty of it is. That's why we watch it. That's why we love it. And it will, it will do that. And if nothing else, it has helped me 
you know, establish something more than, oh, YouTube guy wants to be a wrestler. It's, you know, just because of the way perception works, people see that and all of a sudden they do go, oh, he must be taking it seriously now. Now, I was taking it seriously anyway, but you have to prove that to people. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, a picture of, of you know, of a, of a huge gash in your forehead or your back of your head and blood all over your face makes people go, oh, I guess he's taking it quite seriously. Absolutely, yeah. It's all, it's all authentic. Look, um, wh- where can we see you next then? Where, where After this, what is the, what is the next uh, booking? Booking number three for Simon Miller. But- Booking number three is with Defiant. They're being uh, they're being very very. I, I can't thank them enough for the opportunity they've um, they've given me. But yes, uh, Defiant uh, Wrestling. I will be on their Built to Destroy 2018 card, which is in Newcastle uh, at the Northumbria Student Union. That's the 17th of June. Uh, so a couple of weeks actually. I mean, well, soon, soon as, as we're saying these words now. Yeah. Uh, and I do. I am beyond thankful to say that I do have more. Uh, well, quite a lot more actually amazingly bookings to talk about soon which I can't talk about at the moment but yeah a lot of things have come up mostly because I got my head busted open yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it's the best thing I, that could have happened yeah I'll, I'll be talking about them soon so yeah at the moment there's there's quite a few cool stuff planned which I'm really awesome. looking forward to awesome nice. man well, Simon we really appreciate your time today and, and giving us a little window into how you got involved and uh, and the journey over the last couple of years and uh, you know we're going to be hitting you up as and when you have more and more matches under your belt and Defiant is one of the only, as a pretty new promotion, that we, promotions we've not had a chance to get up and see yet. So uh, we are intending to get to a show in the not too distant as well. So if we do, we'll, uh, we'll come and say hi. Oh, please do. And thank you so much for having me on and the kind words as well. Like, uh, yeah, it, it really means a lot. And yeah, I find it crazy that people still want to talk to me about pro wrestling, to be honest. So yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. As Simon Miller from What Culture, you can go and watch those documentaries online. Now, a reminder, our competition closes at midnight tonight, the day of release of this podcast. So go and get involved in that. Uh, John, anything yes. else you'd like to add to the end of this show? Next week, Bret Hart and hopefully somebody from the UK tournament joining us ahead of download as well. And then we'll be at download the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where we're doing loads of stuff on social media, on talks, and from our own account at pro wrestle show. Uh, I've got nothing to add. Nothing other than I hope that your Bret Hart leotard comes so you can have that really awkward moment where he walks into the room and you're sat there dressed like him. I thought about wearing a Bret Hart t-shirt and I've realised no. that will be the that, worst thing I've ever that's, made. Right, that's what people do when they go and see bands, right? They wear like, hey, I'm going to see Muse tonight. I'm going to wear a Muse t-shirt. No, don't do that. It's not cool. We allow, are you allowed to do it with wrestling though? Yeah, wrestling is different. Okay. Yeah? Surely that's the same. No. It's very different. I've got no no justificational reason, but it's very different. John is very much my uh, fashion muse, so uh, he will tell me exactly what I'm allowed to wear for Bret Hart. Absolutely. Can we have a photo all in wraparound sunglasses, though? Absolutely. What I like the idea is we're I want a photo of you giving him a shot. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'll let us do that, but no. we'll try. Uh, so Maybe that- he'll, he'll, let, he'll pose next to us while... <laughs> he won't pose. He'll literally stand looking bemused like this has never happened before while I give you a sharpshooter. <laughs> And Sam's the referee. Excellent. <laughs> Big fan of that. Uh, but Sam's the referee calling for the bell, even though I've not tapped. That's it. Uh, so thank you very much for listening at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter. Rate us, review us, all of that lovely stuff. Thank you. This has been the Pro Wrestling Show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 